I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. First things first, all the angles on the Baker to Carolina trade this morning, including this. Will Cleveland ultimately regret letting him go? Thursday, what does Thursday mean around here? Thursday means the bud list is back. How about this? Will KD and Kyrie make another appearance? And if so, what does it mean? And game two of Summer League for Chet, not nearly the rousing success that we saw in game one, Kevin Wilds. What? Good morning, everyone. First things first. I'm sorry. I know what you're going to say. You don't like my tone. I'm going to do what Broussard does. Just, I'm just, just facts. I'm just going to say things. I'm not even going to wear my glasses. All right. I'm just, I'm just going to feel. There you go, Jim. Nick, did Chet get exposed last night? I don't. Oh, look. Wilds can't even deal. Oh, Wilds. Oh, my goodness. Wilds unplugged his internet. Wilds bailed on it. He's out. Wilds said, I'm out of here. No World Wide Web for Nick. I mean, for uh, Kevin Wilds. All right, come back, Wilds. We'll get to it. We're not there yet. We got to start with Baker. Former Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield is now Carolina Panthers' new quarterback, Baker Mayfield. After months of waiting, the Browns trading the former number one overall pick to Carolina yesterday. Cleveland getting back a conditional fifth round pick that could improve to a fourth if Baker plays 70% of the snaps. A new Baker in the 704. Less carbs, more protein. Baker now going to battle fellow 2018 top three pick Sam Darnold for the starting job in training camp. We never got that joke before. All right, Nick, let's start here. Simple question. Will this work? Well, I guess we'd have to define work. I mean, listen, congrats to Baker. He goes from a historically awful organization to simply a contemporaneously awful organization. I This is, you know, as bad of a starting quarterback job as there is in the NFL. So, I listen, I'm a Baker guy, and I would have ra- obviously rather he landed in a place such as Pittsburgh but they weren't going to trade within the division and Pittsburgh just drafted their guy. Or hell, a place such as Miami that I believe to be a quarterback away from being able to contend at a high level. Instead, he goes to Carolina. And I I do want the audience to understand how bad the Panthers have been over the last few years with leading into the Matt Rule era and right now during the Matt Rule era. We can show you the fewest wins in the NFL over the last three seasons. There are the Panthers with 5-5-5, five, 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 which is 15 wins, the fifth fewest. Now, that is a massive upgrade 
to the last time he got to a new NFL team, the Cleveland Browns. We can show you that. The fewest wins over the three years leading into Baker's rookie season when the Browns had four. And he brought them to respectability and brought them to the playoffs. And this is how he is paid back. But, Brew, here's the problem for Baker. Matt Rule has the hottest seat in the NFL. And even if Baker plays well, I don't think the Panthers are good enough to make the playoffs. I don't listen. I don't think Baker is going to carry them, that team, that roster, that on offense has nothing but question marks aside from McCaffrey, and McCaffrey's question mark is itself to the playoffs. So even if he plays well, he is likely next season, whether it's on the Panthers or somewhere else, going to be on his sixth head coach and his sixth offensive coordinator in his sixth NFL season. That is not a recipe for success, but obviously he's the best quarterback on their roster. Obviously, he will be the week one starter and start all year, assuming he's healthy. And obviously, this gives him a chance to get his career back on track. But I don't think the Panthers well, are going to be it. very good. No, I, I, if that's what work means. All right, Jenna, let, let me say what Nick really wants to say in that litany of excuses he it. just gave us. No, Excuse no, it's not going to work. All right, and work. first of all, Nick, your boy might not even start. Like, you act like it's a foregone oh. conclusion. It is not. Stop now, it. I do agree with you. I think, I think Baker Mayfield's better than Sam Darnold. He certainly has accomplished yeah. more than Sam Darnold. But over the past few years, he's also had far better running backs I'm McCaffrey last year for a few games, right? What, seven? Something like that. He's had better running backs. He's had better wide receivers. He's had a far better offensive line. All right, so, again, I think he's better, but it has yet to be proven. I, look, the Panthers are smart. We're, it's an open competition. Both of you guys come in here for training camp, and the best man will win. That's how they should do it, and I will remind you, that Sam Darnold looked really good in the first three games when he had a good running back, McCaffrey, playing behind him. Average almost 300 yards a game. They were 3-0. and I get it. Fairly weak competition. But I'm just saying. Okay, so uh, Baker is not going in there, riding in there on a white horse. He's not going to Carolina as the savior. He has a lot of obstacles in his path, Wilds. Number one, he's going to find out, as I said, what it's like to go from a top five offensive line to a bottom 10 or maybe five offensive line with Carolina. I know they improved a bit in the offseason, we think, but it's still a bad offensive line. He is going to find out what it's like uh, when your offense, let's face it, the offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo, doesn't really believe in him. Ben McAdoo had him ranked sixth in the class of 2018 quarterbacks, okay? His, one of his top receivers, who's not a great receiver, but he's one of their best, Robbie Anderson, clearly doesn't believe in him. He's already behind no. Baker in the offense. Now, he's had to learn new offenses, so maybe that'll help him, but he's going to be behind Darnold in terms of knowing the offense. Okay. So he has a lot of obstacles right. in his path, Nick, to beat out Darnold and get this starting right. job. I, again, I think he's it's better, not, 
but he's going to have to earn it. There's no guarantee he's going to even be playing. There is a guarantee. They, 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 listen, we can we how? can discuss about how how well he will. What's the because guarantee? Darnold's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Can we show the numbers? Oh, okay. Darnold, forget they his rookie season. Took- Don't hold that against him. Forget his second season. Guys, guys, guys. These are Sam Darnold's ranks the last two years. There's only 32 teams, okay? He's in the 40s and 50s in everything. The they, they, Wilds. You don't think that they that Baker is Baker's the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. They can say it's a competition. No, he is because isn't. everybody likes to breed competition. Just say it. Okay, He's not. I, Nick, what, what, Nick, what do you mean? Then just well, why they, they only they only they only agreed to take Baker Mayfield when he agreed to take a three and a half million dollar pay cut. Really. Pay cut. He Used has to, to take money. a three and a half million dollar pay cut for him to even take him. Come on, man, stop yeah, it. He might they, earn it. I think he's don't better, have cap but he's got to earn it. Ben McAdoo okay, and Matt Rule it. are like, Go we ahead, got man. our guy. We got our guy. Okay. Go well, that's a, okay. I mean, so, just so I want to talk about right. the quarterback competition. No, I, I get it. They just traded for him, but knowing that Baker is going to have probably a little bit of confidence issues coming into a new place. What is the value of saying it's an open competition? Why not say, you know what? We ex- we've got our guy. We expect Baker to lead this team week one. He's going to be on the field. Do you think that Baker would take his foot off the gas? Because I think it would be a definitive statement to the team and to the fan base that Baker's the guy and give Baker a little bit of extra I don't know, a little bit of extra no, confidence I, that it seemed like he was lacking. I, I know outwardly he projects himself as a confident guy, but not when viral videos are out there and, it, yeah, you know, trashing I, him. I think I think if I was in charge of the okay. Panthers, I would say, like, yeah, Baker's our guy. Okay, but the, the problem with that is while Sam Darnold's a terrible, terrible quarterback, he's a good and liked guy within that team. And I think, and Baker is a polarizing figure in the media and in locker rooms. And so you all of a sudden just saying before he has stepped on the field, before any of these guys have played with him, he's our starting quarterback. A lot of teams never say that. There are certain teams, Belichick's one of them, (coughs) that won't declare a starter at any position ever, except for Brady the whole era, that it's always competition. Guys, we can, there are a lot of things, Brew, we can debate about Baker Mayfield that I think are total fair debates. But the idea, the, the Panthers drafted a quarterback this year. They're paying Darnold a boatload of money. Yet, despite all of that, they took on some salary and gave up a draft pick to bring in Baker Mayfield. It's not to be a backup quarterback. It, 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 they obviously, Brew, are doing this because they know how bad Darnold is. You don't do this to get a backup quarterback when you traded an extra pick to get a backup quarterback in Matt Corral. And they extra, have a backup quarterback. They gave up they gave up three picks for Darnold. They're paying yeah, Baker Mayfield less than he was five million dollars. They're paying Mayfield less than five million dollars a year. He, like I said, he took a $3.5 million pay cut. Maybe he'll earn it back with the incentives, but all of that was necessary for Carolina to say, sure, we'll take him. All I'm saying, Nick, is the notion 
that he's walking in that building and Matt Rule and Ben McAdoo are like, this is our guy. It's false. Now, if he oh, earns it, more fired. power to him. But he better earn it. That's and all I'm saying. And you got to admit, he. For all, I get it. He's had the four offensive coordinators, the four head coaches. That's not fair. But he's also had much better players than Darnold's had. Unless this is what Darnold's they do for terrible. PR and they've told him behind the scenes it's his job. Look, we got plenty more on Baker still to come. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is that part of the show where we talk about Chet Holmgren. The number two overall pick dazzled in his summer league debut Tuesday night back in action last night against Memphis. What is, um, what's a few notches below dazzle? Because he did that. Little bit of a tougher time keeping up with the competition, mainly coming in the form of undrafted rookie Kenny Lofton Jr. Wilds, I know Chet's your guy. Did Kenny Lofton Jr. expose Chet last night? I didn't say that in any sort of way. There was no tone. Not at all. And look, is Chet a finished (laughs) product? No. I never said that. I said Chet is the moonshot potential guy. So I do appreciate, Jenna, all the Chet haters out there exposing themselves as actually being Chet fans. (laughs) You know why? Because if you're on... Uh, watching TV last night, like, yeah, oh, Chet had a bad game. He had 11 points, 11 rebounds, and two blocks. Aha! I'm right. That's not a bad game, man. I hate to break it to you. That was an off night for Chet, and he played pretty well. So let's look at our updated summer league per 36 numbers now that we add in this horrible <laughs> game that Chet had where he got exposed. Well, I don't know, Broussard. Call me crazy? That looks okay. So one dazzling game, as Jenna said, one not dazzling game, and this is where we end up. Pretty good. And there's two things, Nick, that I said, oh, you know what? I learned more about Chet. And here's number one. First one, I think it's the it's the block, correct? Hubs, can we roll that? Oh, no, this is Chet bringing the ball up. Just grab a rebound, bring the ball up the floor. We were so dazzled by his points and his blocks and his rebounds. We didn't talk enough about the ball handling. Last night, grabbing rebounds, bringing yep. the ball up the up the floor. I thought it was great. The other interesting thing is this. And he He's had two blocks last film. night, not six like his first game. Huh? Yeah. And now we have Chet Just blocking a corner three. That should be worth court. one and a half blocks. It is what it is. Go, someone step up and guard him then. So he can bring the ball to the court, and he's hitting corner. He's blocking corner threes. Did he get 
pushed around a little bit by a 275-pound Kenny Lofton in his second game? Yeah, but we have to make a decision. Either the Summer League games count or they don't. I argue that they count, and Chet's got a little bit to work on. You argued yesterday they don't count, throw him in the garbage. No. So I assume you're going to throw Kenny Lofton's performance in the garbage no. in the garbage no, hold as on. well. Overall, oh, Chet's doing fine. You are correct. I am not going to be throwing a parade for Kenny Lofton Jr. That is correct. What I said yesterday was great performances in Summer League mean nothing. Bad performances can be concerning. That is what I said yesterday, but there's oh. a lot here. First of all, I just very quickly want to understand something. I want to understand something. Uh, well, I, I don't know if I can speak on his performance. I'll explain why in a moment. But are you, Chet, is a moonshot and one day far in the future might be awesome? Is that the take? Or is Chet, as a rookie, is going to average 23-7-3? and three? Is that the take? Or are they both your take? I'm just curious. Which one is the take? Okay, so I just want to know what we're okay, arguing You know about. what? You know what? Why don't you take out your folder and realize I said 22 and 7, not 23. Get okay. your facts right. As a rookie. Second of all, I do okay. think he's right, going no to be the moonshot guy. So a little take bit of both. Yes, so I think both. those both can exist. Both. Okay. Yes. All right, I've got my folder. I'll jot it down. It's no problem. So here's the deal. So I have to admit something, and I didn't think it was going to be a problem for today's show. But So yesterday I watched Wimbledon for four and a half hours, and then my wife comes home and I the summer league game has just started I'm watching and she's like you're not what the NBA is over you're not watching this you watch tennis for five hours today and I said okay all right I'll be I'll catch up you know what I mean in, during show prep and then I didn't sure and then I was like all right I'll be able to watch the highlights during you know while wilds talks but like wilds was having internet issues I also it was having I'm having weird return things I can't see so when people say he struggled, oh, Brew, help me out here. How did he, did he like fall down a lot? Go. Did people blow him Same. by him? Like when they say he struggled, what was the problem? I'm just curious, like what with Chet Holmgren, if they say he struggled, I know he missed shots, but what defines the struggle? For someone who didn't see the game, tell me what the issue was. What was it? Here's what I'll say. At times he made Kenneth Lofton Jr., Look like Charles Barkley. <laughs> That's how he struggled. Oh, he got bullied? Lofton Bro, Jr. He got physically played at Louisiana on, let me Tech ask. last you year. Yeah, what? he got bullied. He got bullied. So he got he physically got pushed around? Oh, there oh, oh, Bam. my return's Bam. back. So now I can see. Oh, that's not good. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. He's a good so player. That, yeah, now that I've, now that I've seen it, Lofton and I Jr. see undrafted <laughs> La Tech Kenny Lofton Jr., uh, beat him up. I got to say, Brew, my concerns about being the skinniest player in NBA history, the radar is at least up. Now, you said he's a star. Wild says he's going to have the best yep. rookie season ever. So I'm, I'm, you know, maybe I'll be wrong. And maybe Kenny Lofton Jr. is just also a star and going to have a great rookie season. Or maybe there's a lot of guys in the NBA that are 260 plus. And they might do that to him. I don't know. Like I've said, Brew, I'm rooting for him. No, I'm no. rooting for you, Chet. But I have my I did, Yeah, I know. Stop. You read an article. You read an article. I know. I know. Yeah. All right. Um, Wild, first of all, <laughs> let me congratulate Wilds. Wilds, I, I started this show when I saw this question on our, our list. I really thought you were about to jump off of Chet. 
and go on to one Kenny day? Lofton Jr. Just like, just like you did with Ja. Well, you only took what one game for Ja. You left Ja Morant for Patrick Beverly. For Patrick All right, I thought Beverly. you were going to do the That's same right. thing right. for Kenneth Lofton Jr. So congratulations <laughs> for sticking to your guns. And Nick, Nick you got it. Nice yes, he was bullied. He, he he was bullied. All right, but he's going to be bullied. Even when he becomes, I, I think he's going to be a great player. And he's not going to be a star next year. I don't think he averages 20 points as a rookie. But no one says he's going to be the next iteration of Akeem Olajuwon. He will block <laughs> shots, mm -hmm. but he is going to get yep. bullied at times. But over time, he'll get stronger. He'll get, you know, even though he won't get too much bigger, he'll get a little bigger, but he'll never be big. But he'll get stronger, and he'll learn how to hold his position and I hate to even throw this out, but kind of like Steph Curry was able to hold his position against Al Horford in the finals. On Al Horford. Right, so oh he will be God. able to this do that. The... I'm just saying. And 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 so I know I am like... not concerned with what I saw last night. Look, Wilds, I'm with you. I'm gonna give him props for two things. First of all, and I hate that we're here, but this is the era of low management, even in summer league. I I was impressed that he played on a back-to-back -back night. Back and I'm back. impressed with Oklahoma City. Props to them. Props to them for letting him play. What, Nick, what have we seen over the last few years of Summer League? Guys sitting out Summer League games. We resting have. We have. in Summer League games. I'll the just top trust picks. You. Yes, we I have. I don't watch Summer And League. so, oh, okay, yeah. I trust you. God, I well, I do. I pay attention. Guys are sitting yeah. out Summer League games. So I give him props for even just playing. But, Wilds, you are absolutely right. His jumper was off, but he still grabbed, I think it was even 12 okay. rebounds a game high. He had three assists. He blocked two shots. He was a plus 20. All right, so what he showed is that Pretty this good. is a guy that can Some impact games even when his jump shot is off. Kenneth Lofton, for all the praise we're throwing at young Barkley, uh -huh. he was a minus 16. Okay, so because while I'm with Summer you, League I'm plus still minus. on the chat. I'm still... I'm, look, it. I'm still on team chat. And Nick, don't just stop Hold throwing out that. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. The article was nice. Then stop throwing it out. Can I just you're say not, something? You're real not quick. rooting for I him. Just, I'm on a show with fan. the single biggest chat fan in the world and a very big chat fan. And what I have heard, what, the biggest pieces of evidence I've heard for, for you guys today is he played. And he dribbled unobstructed up the court. I would just yeah. say, maybe, no. maybe the argument's swaying in my favor. Maybe, maybe the bar's I low. The bar's low. No, At least he not. played. Remember, Antoine said yesterday he never played Summer League. Uh, all that Summer League action continues tonight yes. for OKC. They play Philly. Nick, you can watch again. You get your chance again. Time to find out who's under duress. Zion signing on the dotted line yesterday, making his rookie max deal official. Hard not to smile like that when you sign for a minimum of $191 million. Also, his 22nd birthday, two reasons to smile, turn 22 and earn $191 million. What else do you get a guy like that? Uh, Have yourself a day, Zion. All right, Broussard, if Zion's not under duress, which five people are in the world of sports this week? Yeah, there's 191 reasons 
that Zion's not on the bud list this week. So uh, congratulations to him. But at number five, remember his motivation, Hal Steinbrenner, the owner of the New York Yankees. Now, before the season, they lowballed Aaron Judge, seven-year, $213 million extension, low for a player of that caliber. I got it, though. He's been injured too much. You couldn't just guarantee him all this money. Kind of a Zion tie-in there. But now Judge, after betting on himself, is playing terrifically. Guys, get this. He's on pace. He's got 30 home runs at a grand slam last night. On pace to become the first guy in 61 years to hit 60 or more home runs without the, the stain of PED use over it. Remember that. Without the stain of steroids or PED use. So Hal Steinbrenner has got to re-sign this guy Make him the highest paid player in the league because I think the San Francisco Giants, they're going to have a boatload of money to spend. They could go after him. The New York Mets and their owner, Steve Cohen, is just waiting to throw some money at somebody. That's true. They'd love to steal him. And Wilds, I even think your Boston Red Sox, what better <laughs> way to stick it to the Yankees than take the guy who could become the face of the league from the Bronx? So, how you got to get this done. Whatever it costs, you got to keep him in the Bronx. I don't think the Red Sox are going to sign Aaron Judge. But I do think they should be mischievous and put out every signal that they certainly want to sign Aaron Judge to drive up a skyrocketing price. At this point, the Yankees cannot let Aaron Judge walk. But I don't think Aaron Judge is going to take a lowball hometown discount offer to stay with the Yankees. And there is a long history of the Yankees stealing players from the Red Sox, starting with Babe Ruth. We can keep on going from (laughs) Roger Clemens and Jacoby Ellsbury and Wade Boggs on the horse. I'll even throw A-Rod in there that was slated. He was slated to come to the Red Sox. But if we, oh my, but if we could start putting up those billboards. Ooh, Aaron Judge. You don't play great at Fenway. I think you're under under 200 at Fenway, but you got the nice green monster there. I think the Red Sox should be mischievous and just drive up the price until the Steinbrenners are like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we have to have this big of an overpay for Aaron Judge. A little bit tricky. A little I, bit of I'm not mad at that. From the Fenway faithful. I'm not mad at that, Wilds. I, I'm not mad at all. Okay. All right, let's move on. Number four, we got Paolo Banchero. All right, the number one pick in the draft that Orlando took to Wilds this May over Chet Holmgren. He's making his debut tonight in the Las Vegas Summer League. Not only in the shadow of Holmgren going 23-7 and six blocks in his debut, but he's also facing Jabari Smith for the Rockets, who many people thought, most people thought, would be the number one pick instead of Carroll. So this is a big night. Look, what happens tonight really won't matter in the grand scheme, but for the time being, the next few days, there'll be a huge buzz based on what he does or does not do. At number three, we're going with Sean Marks, GM of the Brooklyn Nets. A lot of people criticizing Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and understandably, but I'm talking to some people in the league. Look, they're looking at the Nets like, yo, they haven't handled this well either, kind of like Nick said earlier in the week. And so what Marks does in these next, with this situation with KD and Kyrie, could determine, will likely determine his front office you know, uh, future going forward with the Nets or with some other team. And so will he stand his ground? 
and get a great trade for KD or keep him? And will he stand his ground with Kyrie as well, not take back Russell Westbrook? So we'll see. All right, at number two, Sam Darnold. Guys, in Carolina, if he loses his starting job to Baker Mayfield, this is probably the end of his career as a consistent starter. I don't probably is a two is a bad word. Almost certainly. Okay, so he needs to go out there and, and keep his job. If he doesn't, he's gonna be a journeyman, likely for the rest of his career and a backup, and joins that list of disappointing quarterbacks. Matt Bar uh, Matt Barkley was one, but Matt Leinert, Mark Sanchez from Southern California, USC. All right, at number one, Baker Mayfield. It, just like Sam Darnold, if Baker can't beat out Darnold, then he probably goes on to be a backup. And he doesn't have Nick. You said it earlier. Darnold is likable in the, you know, liked in the locker room, in the organization. Mayfield hasn't really been. We didn't see many Browns at all step up for him when he's going through all this mess. So you wonder, does he even have the intangibles where people will want him as a backup? They'll give him a shot for the next few years, but he could really be in trouble if he doesn't beat out Sam Darnold. So Baker's under duress as well. Last thing, Nick, I know he's your guy, yeah. but Baker Mayfield joined the sad list of first number one pick quarterbacks to last four or fewer seasons with the team that drafted him. The other two, Jamarcus Russell and Jeff George. Not a Pro Bowl between them. All right, so nope. there's the butt list. Okay. It's motivation, guys, not condemnation, yeah. but motivation. Okay, um, this is a bad, bad, bad butt list. Uh, yeah, maybe it's, you know, listen, we're coming up on vacation. Maybe you lost, uh, you know, your zest for it. I mean, this is bad. I, and it, it started off strong. Steinbrenner thing was good. The Apollo Bancaro thing, I was like, oh, Jabari Smith. And then it just got worse from there. Uh, I want to focus on the quarterbacks, though, because I got a question for the group, and I don't know if we can put the group as a whole on camera. What do these following people have in common? <laughs> Davis Mills, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, and Tua Tungavailoa. What do they all have in common? Y'all know? They are all starting quarterbacks with a team. You know who isn't? Your beloved Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. Why is that? Well, maybe because the rest of the league is not as enamored with Bruce's idiotic graphic as the right side of the screen is. Say. The Tua Tonga Vailoa thing is particularly interesting because do we know that the Dolphins were willing? No, don't put this <laughs> up was... while I'm talking, please. <laughs> Save that for the dopey right quadrant. Please remove it from the screen. The Tua Tonga Vailoa thing is particularly interesting. Because Miami is trying to win, and Miami was trying to upgrade a quarterback, and Miami also has a new head coach. And that head coach went all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast. Where was he? Oh, he was in San Francisco. So who is he intimately familiar with? Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And yet, they sit with Tua Tagovailoa, Just like Marcus Mariota, That's Mitch Trubisky, Drew Locke. 
Daniel Jones. Oh, it's actually a good point. Oh, your old buddy Nick Wright has made a few good points when it comes to the Jimmy Garoppolo Baker Mayfield discussion. When both of you told me, okay, well, we'll see who gets a job first. We'll see. You guys were all indignant, chest out, bass in your little squeaky voices. We'll see who gets a job first. Well, we've seen now. And how through doesn't put Jimmy Garoppolo on the bud list when he's a man without a country is beyond me. And it's beneath you, sir. All right. First of all, how many strays is Tua going to catch from you today, Nick? My, I mean, you've been burying Tua. All I know is Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they're singing his praises. So can we give the guy oh, yeah. a shot? Can we? He started like 21 no. games. Let's give him a shot before we bury him. That's why I'm, I'm, they like him down there. All right, so let's see oh, okay. what he does. What I Daniel think he's going to do well. All right, Jimmy yeah. G, here's what's going to happen with Jimmy okay. G, and you're not going to like it, Nick. Tell me. But I think the Niners should release him. Just release him. Let him go. I mean, unless they want to hold on to him in case Trey Lance doesn't pan out, which is a possibility. All right, that, they might want to do that. But if they release him, you know who should pick him up? If Deshaun Watson is suspended the entire season, yes, the Cleveland Browns. Okay. If if Watson is out the full year, now they seem to think, I think they think he's only going to be out about half the year. So that's why they wouldn't pick him up. But if he's out the whole year, I wouldn't be surprised if they picked him up. All right, that's and great. if Those he led them to the playoffs, because look at this graphic, Nick. I don't know if and you've ever seen it. But Jimmy G Can wins. All right? Jimmy Can G wins, and he's led a team to the Super Bowl. Oh. He's led a team to okay, the Super Bowl. Okay, that's great. Maybe All of those happen. guys have not Do done I get that. Get an apology? Do I get For an apology? For you guys, for you guys demanding, I admit that Jimmy G was a more sought-after piece than Baker Mayfield, and yet Jimmy G is a man without a team, and Baker just got traded for it, and now you're saying maybe they'll just cut it. You don't cut a player that teams will trade for. So I'm just curious: Do I get an apology? It doesn't have to be a basic apology. If Jimmy, maybe if Jimmy G. If Jimmy G is ready to cut his salary by, what is that, 20, 20%, 25% or something, maybe somebody will take him like they did with Baker. Don't do and maybe he'll cut his salary like that. He'll pay a team. Bro. He'll pay a team to t- take him Bro. like your boy did. Okay. <laughs> first things first, back here talking the long-awaited Baker Mayfield trade. So Brown's trading the former number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers yesterday for a conditional fifth rounder. We thought, you know, maybe he'd stay in Cleveland with the uncertainty of quarterback there, but alas, he is on his way out. You know who does still live in Cleveland? Great transition, Jenna. (laughs) Former head coach Eric Mangini. Coach, I'll speak for the group, but especially myself when I say we missed you. It's great to have you back. You look fantastic. The audience will see that in a second. But, uh, Nick, let me start with you. Will this work? Uh, well, uh, well, before I answer that, let me just echo that, Jenna. The first signs 
that football is approaching is not those ridiculous 100 days till the season. 90, here's the best number, 97 in NFL history. That the signs right that there. football is approaching is when Coach Eric Mangini rejoins the show. Yes. And it's like, is that a golden brown tan for Coach Mangini? Oh, it Welcome is. Back, Rested buddy. and rejuvenated, Welcome ready for the back. stretch off season run. Okay. So welcome back. It is great to see you. And coach, I'm glad you're here because you can add some sanity to the program because the two people you're surrounded by have lost their minds. So let me make this clear. I am sad that Baker ended up with the Panthers because I think it's a lame duck coach. I don't think they have a ton of talent on offense. And I think even if Baker plays incredibly well, this year is going to be his fifth different head coach and his fifth different offensive coordinator in his fifth season in the NFL. And even if he plays well, I think it's very likely that next year it's going to be his sixth different head coach and his sixth different offensive coordinator in his sixth season in the NFL. Uh, and so do I think the, they're going to have a winning record? No. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No. So if the definition of work is, you know, turn the team around, then no, I don't think that will work. If the definition is work is, be the unquestioned day one starting quarterback and start the entirety of the year barring injury, then the answer to me is yes. I, I, it is what, when I said, add some sanity to the show, Bruin Wilds think I'm way overconfident that Baker's going to be the week one starter. That, and I don't think he's actually competing in any large part with Sam Darnold. I don't know where you stand on that or where you stand on any of it, but that's where I'm at. Well, first of all, it's great to be back. And, and like Baker, we're both well-rested. And, and I think this is a great trade for Carolina. I, I love I love this trade for Carolina. I love the fact that they were patient enough to, to wait for, for it to get done. And Cleveland's carrying the, the bulk of, of the money. Carolina gets them for, for under $5 million for, for a fifth-round draft pick two years from now that's conditional that can, get, that can go to a fourth. And Baker's taken on some of the risk he, he's he's motivated he's he's in a situation where where he's got to compete initially that that to me is another perfect aspect of, of where this is and, and in terms of working out organizationally it, it's definitely going to because it's going to clarify things with sam darnold it's going to give them an opportunity to look at baker mayfield for for a very little amount of money and and whether this is a lame duck head coach or not from an organizational standpoint, now they've got two guys that they can they can look at, and if they want to extend them next year, if it does work out in terms of wins and losses with Baker, they're in they're in a great great position. I, I think Carolina won this in in uh, a huge way, and this is a really good good decision, and he'll be the day one starter. Oh, wow. Okay, because I was going to say before that last line, Coach, it sounded like you think it's a great move by Carolina, not because they got some great quarterback, but because they really gave up very little for him. The fifth round, maybe fourth round draft pick, and he took a $3.5 million pay cut for them to take him. So I agree, it's a guy that might be a good quarterback, has been at, at points in the past, that you essentially get to look at for nothing. So I'm there with you. And and Nick, it may be overstated a bit, at least what I'm th saying. I do think Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold. But I also think it's a legitimate competition. And if I'm Carolina, I'm not thinking in the back of my mind, Baker's our guy. 
Baker's, you know, going to be like he's got to go and prove it. Let them both go battle at training camp and made the best man win. And I do think, coach, that Baker has some disadvantages in this battle. Number one, he is going from a team that, well, let me put it this way. Let me start here because the offensive line, he's going from a great offensive line in Cleveland to a poor or bad offensive line, at least it has been, in Carolina. He doesn't know the offense. All right, Darnold obviously has been there to know the offense, so he's a little bit behind there. Ben McAdoo, the new offensive coordinator, at least didn't believe him in, in him at least in 2018. He rated Baker the sixth best quarterback in that draft. One of his top receivers, Robbie Anderson, doesn't really think much of him. We remember the tweet or post on social media where he said yeah. no when the rumors began that Baker won him. And again, the team, the Carolina, was it patience or was it just, eh, we, 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 we're, we're not that interested where we're going to pay $8 million for him. They, they, he had to take a pay cut for them to say, yeah, we'll take him. So I think that he's at some disadvantages. Again, I think he's better than Darnold, but he's got to go prove it. And I'm not 100% certain, 100% that he will, Wilds. Yeah, I'm rooting for him, but I'm a little bit nervous. And, Coach, I want to talk about Tom Brady's move to Tampa and how this is a little bit different, obviously. We <laughs> talked about when Brady went to Tampa. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but it's got some similarities, and here's what I'm thinking. When Tom Brady moved to Tampa, they, there was a little bit of conflict over, like, hey, this is the offense we run, and this is the offense Tom Brady wants to run. And there was friction, and it didn't lead to success until the Bucks acquiesced and be like, all right, it's Tom Brady's team. Okay, so now you've got the Panthers. You've got Baker, who has gone through four offensive corners. This will be his fifth, so I'm not even sure he knows exactly what his style is since it's switched every year. you got Ben McAdoo coming in right. and wanting to put his fingerprints on the organization. So how do you think that relationship works when we saw even when it was the GOAT going down to Tampa – there was some resistance on saying, like, all right, we're, you're right. We're going to base the offense around you. Yeah, to totally different, Wilds, in, in terms of with, with Tom, you want to do what he does best. He had 20-plus years of, of, of experience, and you wanted to maximize that. And, and that was a mistake, not just running what, what he wants to run. In this situation, it, it's great because Baker has to come in and compete, and he's always thrived in that environment where he's had to prove himself and, and he's, he's been willing to bet on himself. And you look at the numbers with, with Sam Darnold, he's got 38 more touchdowns in 10 less games. He's got significantly less turnovers in 10 less games. And, and having a motivated guy who's willing to bet on himself, who's now healthy and, and rested, I don't think it's going to be a function of we need to cater the offense to him. I, I it, it's going to be whatever works best. And, and it, giving him a chance to go out and, and prove that he should be the starter, which is over the course of his career where he's really thrived. Well, and listen, I, I, I am not arguing Baker Mayfield's a top eight quarterback in football. I am arguing that he is competing against the single worst consistent starter of the NFL over the last two years. And that is not an exaggeration. We can show Darnold's numbers. When people say Baker's got to go prove it, he has proved it. How? By not being this guy. 
He, there's only 32 teams, fellas. Darnold's 44th or worse in everything that matters. And so the idea that he's going to come in, it's like, this would be like if I, if, if first things first traded me to a different network and it's like, hey, there's only room for one host. It's like Nick's going to have to compete. But I'm going up against the boom goes the dynamite kid. It's like, yeah, we got to compete. But I like Nick's chances. Even if you think I stink, it's like, no, I think I like his chances. So I I just don't think the Panthers, I give them credit in this regard. That kid's pretty good, though. They understood. Yeah, I like the Okay, my apologies. Okay, all right, my bad. And for our younger viewers, YouTube it. Listen, I give the Panthers credit. They... They recognized that Darnold was a sunk cost and they did not allow the fact that they're paying Darnold a lot of money and they gave up real draft compensation. That was a mistake. That mistake is in the past. They are clearly done with him. They traded up in this year's draft for Matt Corral so they could have a project quarterback and now they have Baker Mayfield. I'm going to tell you something that I think is far more likely than Darnold being the week one starter. Darnold being outright released or Darnold being traded for a conditional seventh if a team has a quarterback injury and they get real desperate. Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. All right. Well, we'll have plenty more on Baker still to come. First things first, let's talk some Chet Holmgren now. The number two overall pick was sensational Tuesday night in his summer league debut back in action last night against memphis guys i'm not gonna say he was the opposite of sensational but i'm also not not gonna say that had a bit of a tougher time keeping up with the competition got pushed around on the low block by undrafted rookie kenny lofton jr again i'm not not saying that but i'm also not saying it Wilds, I know Chet's your guy, but did Kenny Lofton Jr. expose him last night? Not. I'll be honest with you, Jenna. That one clip that we start that VO with, it's a little rough. Where Kenny Lofton Jr. just puts (laughs) his shoulder into Chet and pushes him not once, but twice. But easy fixes. I would go a little, the little John route. Get low. Just a little bit lower. And you're okay. You get a little bit stronger of a base. But overall, the idea that Chet was exposed by, for having an, a, a terrible game, he did score 11 points, have 11 rebounds, and had two blocks. So was there a little bit of eh, concerning defense? Yeah. But I also put that on the coaching staff. I don't think he should be matched up with a guy who weighs 275 pounds. Do I think he's going to be able to stop Joel Embiid? No, I don't. Is, is that what you want to hear? Is that the olive branch you want from OKW? <laughs> there, you got it. He won't be able to stop Embiid. But when we look at his per 36, we'll take his great game one and his horrible game two. What do we come up with? Oh, just a lowly 25 points a game, 14 rebounds, five assists, six blocks, and a steal. It's not even per so game. So am I still on team it's chat? Not even per game. Firmly planted. My feet are firmly yeah. planted on Chet Island. In fact, they might be up, relaxed, because I got no worries. Okay. All right, Wilds. Listen. Yes. You're right in this regard that it seems unfair, and you said this earlier, that if people just dismiss Summer League 
when it doesn't fit their narratives and then leans into it when it yeah. does fit their narratives. I understand why that would be frustrating. I do get that. However, I also understand why those of us who said, love the skill, love the personality, love the tenacity, the toughness, the feathery shot for his size. I have one overwhelming concern, however. Skinniest guy ever. It's not, it wouldn't be that different than if you start a new relationship and everyone's like, she's amazing. But there's rumors she, you know, likes to light things on fire. And then a couple dates in, it's like, are you playing with matches? It's like, oh boy. Like, oh boy, of all the things I could see, like that one, red flags ablaze, if you will. Yeah. And so when I see Kenny Lofton Jr., who not, by the way, the son of the great baseball player Kenny Lofton. However, that Kenny Lofton maybe wouldn't be able to back Chet down because they're around the same size. That Kenny Lofton, the spry center fielder for Cleveland, had a little more size than Chet but maybe he ought to hold his own. When I see Kenny Lofton Sr. doing this to him, it raises some alarm bells, my friend. And bro, listen, you've got him averaging 20 points a game, winning rookie of the year, and being the highest upside guy. Brew yesterday he did a whole theatrical performance to land on, he's going to be a star. And I'm just a little worried, is he Keith Kloss with the jump shot? A little worry. Just a little. Oh, gosh. And oh, gosh. like I said, stop. Like it. I said, Brew, let me make it clear. I am rooting for him. However, of all the ways to have a bad performance, this was the worst way <laughs> because it was what we were all, and I'm using euphemistically we, was worried about. All right. First of all, can you stop throwing out that I'm rooting for him? I mean, you give a 10-minute soliloquy bashing the kid, and all, but I'm rooting for him. No, you're not, all right? I think you'll be fine if he's a good player, but you're not rooting for him. All right, look, here's the thing, Nick. Nobody drafted mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren because he was going to become Akeem Olajuwon, all right? And, and my concerns about his being skinny is not what you just saw with Kenny Lofton Jr., That's going to happen sometimes, especially early in his career. My concern with that is injury. Like, will he be so frail and so fragile that he can't get through seasons? Outside of that, I'm not worried about him because I think he's he's stronger than he looks. I think he's tougher than he looks. Well, he's got to be. And I think this is nobody. Look, what he's going to do, the reason he's drafted, And the reason people like him is he's going to be a very good offensive player. I don't think he'll average 20 points as a rookie, but I think eventually he'll become a star, big numbers offensive guy, and defensively he'll block shots. I don't think he'll be a great position defender necessarily, but he'll be able to block shots and kind of swoop in from the weak side and things like that, and block shots in a number of ways, not just weak side blocks. So Dirk Nowitzki, one of the all-time greats, was never a great oh, defender. Please. Never really a good defender. Please. We got plenty of guys that, and I'm not saying it'll be Dirk, I'm just saying we have plenty of examples of great players who aren't good defensively. And that may be what you see with Chet, except he's going to block Can a I lot just, of shots. So I'm not worried at all from what I saw last night. Wilds, right, he still had 12, his shot was off. 
Outside of that, 12 rebounds, game high, three assists, uh, two blocks, a plus 20, while Kenneth Lofton Jr., who we're making into Larry Johnson or Charles Barkley, was a negative 16 (laughs) plus minus. So I'm just saying, well, well, you play the games. I I heard a wise man say the other day, I heard a wise man say the other day, Wilds, as long as we keep score, then statistics will matter. matter. Right? Right? Yeah. I heard, there you go. Not single game, summer league, plus minus. Go ahead, Wilds. I love you, Bruce. I love you. Why are they playing? Uh, Then why go through the charade? Why go through the charade? (laughs) I don't know. Just don't keep score. Just do a practice. Just do an organized practice. Um, Can we show the one block from Chet? When he's in the paint and he gets all the way out to defend a corner three. No one's showing this clip. This clip has been buried by the Chet haters. Chet gets his fingertips on that but, and, and maybe saves three points. Right. So in my book, when we talk about if plus minus is valuable, so there he saved three points. But the Kenny Lofton Jr. into his chest, he gave up two points. So if we're talking about plus minus, Nick, that little just exchange right there, Chet plus one. In, in my okay. book. The Chet I, saved three, like, gave up uh, yeah. two. But, oh, it's a yeah. bad defensive There's game. There's so much Again, wrong This is with great. And who knows how this affects it, what Again, doesn't show up on the stat can, sheet. Oh, you won't even take that three I, next time. Listen, I, it, hold on. There's just so much wrong with what Wilde said. And again, you guys have now ventured into very dangerous territory where you're challenging, you know, where you're pseudo saying, oh, if the numbers matter. So we can dig into those numbers if you'd like. Wilds, I'm not sure what the expected value yeah. of that undrafted future Euro League players corner three is, but I guarantee you this, it's <laughs> it not three. It's not a shooting 100% from three. So let's just say he's a 40% three-point shooter. So maybe Chet saved 1.2 points there. We do know what the expected value of the Kenneth Lofton Jr. made layup was. <clears throat> That's two points. That's first of all. Yeah, but Second of all is this. The, uh, the ancillary yeah, effects. Yeah, please. Then, he, then they don't take oh, a three. Okay. The, ins- the next time someone's lined yeah. up for a quarter oh, okay. three, the they saw Harvey embarrassed by Chet end up on first it things has. first. Yes. Yes. So you have to include that. Yes. But the yes. other that thing, three times, I'm not going to get it all that, Listen, three, can, I, can I also make a request I, that we have a lot of, in the you know, in sports, but really in the real world, distrust of media. And I feel like sometimes it pollutes some of our just regular verbiage. When Wild says things like, here's what no one is showing, when it is 8.42 a.m., the morning after a summer league game, where is it that you feel like they're censoring the Chet block? Where is it that you were like, <laughs> oh, my God, they, they won't show you this. It just happened. It was a summer league game that 75 people went to. Like, where Everyone's is it? Everyone's talking Nick. Baker. <laughs> Nick. Oh, it was packed. Wilds is 10 toes down on Chet. <laughs> 10 toes down. Let yes. him have all his yes. First things first, we got Coach Mangini back with us. Coach, you've been talking all morning about Baker Mayfield headed to Carolina to compete with Sam Darnold for the starting spot. And if he does win the job, the former number one overall pick will face off against his former Browns team. Week one in Charlotte. Oh, yeah, that's happening. Browns Panthers right off the bat. You know, the Stevenson say it's going to be great. Nobody knows who those people are. Nick, it is going to be great. Will the Browns ultimately regret letting Baker go, though, do you think? Oh, I think the Browns organization is going to regret every single thing they've done this offseason. 
because it could end up being one of the most disastrous off-seasons in major team sports history. Let's just go through it quickly. They trade three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. That's the most first-round picks given up in a trade since the Herschel Walker trade, which we still refer to because it was such a heist. They then give Deshaun Watson $230 million fully guaranteed. That is $80 million guaranteed more than the second most guaranteed money ever ever paid out. And they structure it so if he's suspended in year one, it costs him almost no money. So that was very nice of them. And then with Baker Mayfield. Coach, you guys know on this show I'm a fan of relationship analogies, so I'm going to throw one out there. The Browns were like a guy who was not the most eligible bachelor. They were the least eligible bachelor, if such a thing existed. And they met a fiery... Kind of combative, but it's fun, amazing woman. And the woman cleaned them up, fixed their credit, introduced them to amazing new people, took them to the coolest parties, and after a few years, they forgot who they were. And they were like, oh, I can do better than her. I can do, I could hang out with some of, with with the people she hangs out with. So they left her. And now they're looking around, they're like, oh boy. I think I've made a grievous error here. It's a tale as old as time. You forget who you were. The Browns, you won one game in the two years before Baker walked through that door. But Deshaun Watson bats his eyes at you and you say, okay, get out of here. And so I think they they are going to regret everything they've done over the last six months. I think it is franchise malpractice what they've done. And only getting a fifth-round pick for Baker Mayfield is just the final flurry of it. Nick, there's, there is a, and, and I'm struggling to say this, there's a lot that I agree with you on, on this point. And, and, you know, being back for the first time in a while, maybe I'm losing my fastball when it, when it comes to your takes. But yeah, I, I, abs- I absolutely think that this has the potential to, to just be devastating for, for the organization. And, and I get it. I get why they did it. They, to, to have the potential that Deshaun Watson holds, and and they're they're close as 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 a team, they're close as as an organization, and and a franchise quarterback like Deshaun Watson could put him over the edge and could put him over the edge for for years to come. But there's there's so many ifs, and there's there's yeah. a, a struggle with with the Cleveland uh, fan base as to how to handle Deshaun Watson in in general, and even though there's no criminal component to this and most of the civil stuff has been has been settled that people are trying to get their their head around this and a lot of people really liked Baker and and liked what he did for the team so there's there's that element as well but with guaranteed money that can't be offset if if he's suspended with the amount of, of draft picks that they gave up for as little as they got back for Baker it's it's gonna be one that especially it if they struggle all throughout the course of the season and, and lose the first game of the season to Baker, it'll it'll be a, a five-alarm fire in Cleveland. All right, Nick, with all due respect to your relationship analogy, you went too far. All right, the coolest parties, they had one season, yeah. one winning season with Baker Divisional Mayfield. round. One season where he won more Chance than seven to win. games. It's like Spago. Yeah, well, what, yeah. What's better than but that? But then the next year. could have beat Mahomes. Here's what happened. 
I'm going to tell you about the coolest party. Here's what happened. The really cool kid, the one that everybody liked, that everybody wanted to be like, yeah, some of his friends started whispering, yo, he really don't like this dude. He really don't think much of that guy, that girl, or whatever your analogy was. And and nobody came to his defense. No, her defense, right? So that's what happened. You're over, yeah, I'm, we're confused oh now. I'm talking about OBJ and I don't OBS. Even know this guy Beckham Sr.'s oh, okay. video. All right, they yeah. turned on him. And not, did any of the Browns come to Baker's defense? Any of them? And so they really didn't think much no. of him anyway. Now, look, Coach is right. I mean, it's a risk. And you're right, Nick. Like, to give Watson all that money guaranteed, yeah, it's high risk. But the question was, will they ultimately, ultimately, in the long run, regret getting rid of Baker Rayfield? And I say no. Because next, let's say Watson's out for this year. It's going to be rough. But if he comes back next year, hopefully he will have done some stuff to rehabilitate his image. I do think the fan base in Cleveland, a lot of them already want to pull for him. I've talked to people out there making excuses and stuff for him, which I don't even agree with. But after a year out, they'll feel like he's paid his dues. This guy has, you know, he got punished. He was wrong, but he got punished, and we'll give him a second chance. And he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He'll only be 28 in a league now where quarterbacks can play till they're 38, if not longer. And so if you get him back, I'll ultimately, I think things are going the right direction. Where I think while they could miss regret getting rid of Baker is this year. And I, I thought all along they should have went to Baker with an olive branch of, hey, we'll even give you a little more money this year to come back. It's better for you because you can lead us to the playoffs. It rehabilitates your reputation around the league. And when you become a free agent, more suitors will go after you. So I thought they should have done that. Maybe I'm living in the land of make-believe, but I think they'll regret not doing that this year, but not ultimately, because I think the future could be bright with Watson. All right, so I want to talk about the other three quarterbacks in the division, because I think there's a point, Nick, that using your rational, I know you're a Baker fan, but using the rational side of your brain, that if you were the Browns organization, you would look around and say, you know what? We don't have anything that our other teams, our rivals have. Lamar Jackson's an MVP. Is Baker going to be an MVP? No. I think we can confidently no. say that. He was a yes. number one pick, just like Joe Burrow. And in year two, we just saw Joe Burrow go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then the Steelers had a great quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback. They, they were able to keep and believed in for the long haul. And I think they didn't think they had that either. Now, I'll put the Deshaun Watson thing aside. I, I, but they I don't think that was that. a good decision to bring him in. But letting Baker go is the right decision. They know he's not the guy. They, you're acting like they, one playoff. They I knew he was never going to be Lamar. They knew he wasn't okay. going to be Joe Burrow. They knew he wasn't going to be Big Ben. Hold, so, like, just, they had to make a move. They could have had a long-term, yeah. homegrown guy like the Steelers had in Big Ben. I'm not saying he was going to be Big Ben. Big Ben's a future Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks of his era. They, they torched that. But as far as this idea, I'm not a quarterback wins guy. 
but to, at least two of the three people on the screen are, and maybe maybe the three middle people as well. Jenna's smart. She's also not a quarterback wins guy. Deshaun Watson's last year as a starting quarterback, the Texans won that. four games. And as far as the heights they got to, Deshaun Watson's pinnacle in the NFL was losing to the Chiefs in round two. Baker Mayfield's pinnacle in the NFL was losing to the Chiefs in round two. That, it just was. That, that's all it was. Baker didn't blow like a 24 a point lead, by the way. No, I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm trying to speak your guys' language. You know what I mean? To finish the analogy, I know quarterback wins is your love language, Brew. So I'm trying to spring you over. Speaking, you know what I mean? Say those dulcet tones in your ear of quarterback wins. Well, we'll see if they will regret it if Deshaun never takes the field this year. Sorry, uh, back to our top story now. So Former Brown. <laughs> It's just dates and facts. Time's and made up anyway. Former Browns quarterback. Okay. All right. For, meanwhile, <laughs> former Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield is now Carolina Panthers' new quarterback, Baker Mayfield. After months of waiting, Browns trading their former number one overall to Carolina yesterday. Cleveland getting back a conditional fifth-round pick. Now, Baker will compete with Sam Darnold for the job. So, Nick, I ask you this. Do you think Baker is guaranteed to be the Panthers' week one starter. Of course. He's, yeah, he'll compete for the job, but he's not competing Air for the quotes. job. If he's healthy, unless he suffers some injury, he's going to start every game this year. He's going to, I guess there's a, you know what? Oh, let me, let me, let me walk that back a touch. Even if he's not injured, if he's terrible, then by the end of the season, he could be benched for Matt Corral. But Sam Darnold is done in Carolina. He is more likely to be cut than he is to be the week one starter. They, folks, got to reckon. Listen, you guys don't like my relationship analogies. So can we try, uh, let's try some food analogies. Quarterbacks have, as cuts of meat. Patrick Mahomes. Here we go. And you know what? Throw Josh Allen in there as well. Tom Brady. A5 Wagyu. The best of the best. Then you've got, you know, it. good. Now you're not going to write home about it, but pretty good. Like uh, your guy, uh, Russell Wilson. That's like a, you know, that's like a good ribeye. It's like, yeah, it's pretty good. Is it, is it going to be your go-to? No, no, no. Then you got Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. It's like the skirt steak. Chapman. Like, yeah, on a budget. But I still would like, you know, I'd, I'd still like some good protein. And then, yeah, like Davis Mills. It's like, oh. That's a can of spam, but some people like it. And then there's Darnold, who it's like, oh wait, that's the 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 spam, but it's been someone opened it and forgot to refrigerate it, and it has spoiled. And if you eat it, it will poison you. That is what Darnold has been. If he is your quarterback, it will poison you. He has been the worst quarterback in the NFL over the last two seasons, flatly. There are 32 teams. He is ranked 44th or worse in everything. So, again, I would ask you guys this. No matter what the right side of the screen thinks of Baker Mayfield, do you think he's the worst quarterback in the league? I don't. He's had four years. Two were good. Two were bad. Darnold is the worst quarterback in the league. And so, yeah, Baker Brew is the week one starter, hands down.
Look, Nick, I do think Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold. I think in this legitimate... See, you. this is where I have an issue with you. You think the competition is a farce and that Matt Rule yes. and Ben McAdoo are overjoyed that Baker Mayfield's now in the building. I think not. I think they think, hey, Baker's got some talent. Baker's had some moments. He did lead the Browns to the playoffs. And we can get him for a fifth-round pick, maybe a fourth-round pick. Sure. Give him a shot. We got nothing to lose. We need a quarterback. I think it's a legitimate competition. I think Baker will win. I think. But it's not guaranteed. The Panthers, Nick, if the Panthers were that down on Sam Darnold, why didn't they just offer him to the Browns for Baker Mayfield? If they had no, like, there's no chance he's playing for us. I said offer. They could have offered it. There's no reports of them even offering, even broaching the subject. The, The same draft, number one pick, number three pick, both struggling, make the same amount of money. It was a match made in heaven. Deshaun might be out. You need a quarterback. You need a backup. They, they didn't even do that because they don't, they aren't confident. They aren't certain, I should say, that Baker Mayfield's better because Baker, even though he's had four offensive coordinators, four head coaches in Cleveland, he's also had far better players around him than Sam Darnold has. Better running backs. Better receivers, a much better offensive yeah. line, which he's going to find out when he gets down to Carolina. And so I'm just saying, Sam Darnold, I'm I'm with you. I think Baker's better, but Sam Darnold was three and zero at the beginning of last year, averaging almost 300 yards a game when he had a good running back, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey gets hurt, and everything goes down downhill from Can there. Can I ask you a question? So Baker's got some things working against him, Nick. Number one, he's sure, behind in the offense. All right, he doesn't know the offense yeah. like Darnold does. We'll see if that becomes a factor. Mm-hmm. Number two, the offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo, doesn't believe in him. Thought he was the sixth best quarterback in the 2018 draft. Then oh. his second best receiver, Robbie Anderson, was like, no, no way. Do not give me that guy. That's what he's walking into. And then the team that he's on only agreed to trade for him when he agreed to take a $3.5 million pay cut. Like, oh, you're going to give up 20% of your salary? Sure, we'll take you. I mean, he's not riding in the Carolina on some white horse viewed as the savior. He's going to have to work for his job. I think he will. But to act like it's a foregone conclusion, that's not the truth. No, he's not riding in on a white horse. He's riding in on a donkey. But the other guy is on a turtle headed in the wrong direction. So it's like, hey, it's better. It might actually get us where we're trying to go. Like, again, I, it, it, you can't say you're wild. If Bruce so said he's with me, but and then all this other stuff. I, I want to make this very clear. I believe Sam Darnold, with respect to Drew Locke, is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL or was, because he's no longer a starter. So uh, the, the, the bar too clear, d- 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 and by the way, and for either one of you, do you got, do either one of you actually disagree with that? 
Is there a starting quarterback in the league that is worse than Darnold? The only one that might be close is Drew Locke, who's also, I don't know if he's going to be the starter there. Like, so what are we talking about? Baker Mayfield. Okay. Nobody has ever said he's the worst quarterback in football. No one's ever said that once. That's true. Okay. So at the same time, first of all, I like Drew Locke. I felt like he got thrown under the bus by the U.S. Open. So I'm rooting for Drew Locke and the fact that he does a Buzz Lightyear celebration. So go Drew Locke. Okay. And he seems to be a hip-hop fan. So that's three reasons I'm rooting for Drew Locke. Yeah. Here's the thing, Nick. What is the downside of the Carolina Panthers publicly stating Baker Mayfield is our guy and we right. can't wait to play the Cleveland Browns. Why are there reports out there that this is a competition? Is, is, are we already publicly kind of playing mind games with Baker Mayfield before the ink is even dry on the contract? Why not just come out and say, you know what? He's our guy. The reason why I don't think that report is out is two reasons. One, I don't think that they necessarily believe it. And two, I'm not sure Carolina knows what's best for quarterbacks in general. They've had several quarterbacks the last three years. Teddy Bridgewater, P.J. Walker. Don't forget Cam came through. Hey, welcome back, Cam. Are you signed? Good. Come into the game, and then you're starting. And then Cam went on uh, Brandon's podcast the other day. He's like, I wasn't set up for success just because I was here a few years ago and I know my way around the stadium. So I don't think the Panthers know what's best in general for the quarterback. But more importantly, I don't see a reason not to just say Baker's our guy. If Baker's the guy, say okay. Baker's the guy. It's very easy. Why wouldn't they do that? So, I, I've got an idea why. Because I heard a really smart guy sure. whose opinion I respect say the Panthers don't know what's best for their quarterback. So maybe that's why. Maybe the okay. reason they're not saying the thing you think they should do is because maybe the other reason is because you know who traded for Sam Darnold and you know who picked up his option? The same yeah, the <laughs> And Dave Tepper seems to be a bit of an impatient man and they might he might not love to hear, wait a minute. So the guy who we traded the draft picks for, who I'm paying nearly $20 million this year, he he's out he, you guys had me trade up to get another quarterback you now trade it for this guy they're not even competing this guy's just out he is out 